This is the Let Get Discussion Podcast. Yeah. Now, I was, uh, or am, the only child. And no, I was not spoiled. And never mind the whole sound wave transformer story. <laughs> but it was just me. But I had a bunk bed. Now, I don't remember exactly why I had a bunk bed. Maybe it was cheap. I don't think I inherited from anybody because I didn't have any younger cousins that had seven. Yeah, I don't know. But I had a bunk bed and it was dope. I probably begged for one because they wouldn't get me the uh, 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 Silver Spoons race car bed. That's what you know. every kid is supposed to have. The Ricky Schroeder, Richard Stratton race car bed. But anyway. So I had a bunk bed and I never slept on the top bunk. <laughs> I don't know if I was afraid of heights or... I don't know. I thought maybe I'd roll off and die. Because remember, um, I slept, slept, walk, sleepwalk. And so what if I tried to sleepwalk and <laughs> it'd be like when uh, Bugs Bunny made Yosemite Sam uh, walk off a cliff and it's cool unless he looks down. But what if I was sleepwalking and I looked down then I was going to fall and die. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't sleep on the top bunk. The top bunk was for activities. It's for my arts and crafts. <laughs> I'd go up there and I would draw and um, I would I would, I would, I would freestyle. I do my raps, and I write down on my rhymes, and I play on my my Casio keyboard <laughs> and compose my jams. You know, uh, that's where I make my paper airplanes and fly them off. You know, that's what you did on the top of uh, the top bunk. Um, now, I sleep on the bottom, and like if you looked up where I guess the box spring for the top mattress and stuff is it was like cardboard it was like a wood frame but you know it's just cardboard i don't know and so that's why i used to just do all my graffiti <laughs> so i take my my crayons and markers and i just tag the hell out of the bottom of the <laughs> box spring and and then you had to uh, put like jet beauties of the week up there <laughs> So when you lay down and look up, you see it, and your mother don't see them because she's looking straight and she don't see what's under there. You just can't let her make your bed. Yeah. And so I did that. I used to stick uh, light, bright pegs up in there and make stuff. Um, uh, oh, and then when 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 you tie the, the towel, you get the safety pin and put the towel around your neck like you're Superman. You do that and get on the top bunk and jump off and try not to die. Um, that happened. And um, but see, because I had the jet beauties uh, on the thing, I had to make my own bed because I was smart enough to do that. I had the dope sheets though. I had some Star Wars sheets. They were all navy blue and I had all the characters on there. I had I had um, I had this McDonald Land <laughs> sheet set. It was dope. It had Mary McCheese and Grimace and Hamburglar and everybody was on there hanging out. No birdie. We don't do that birdie shit. This is pre-birdie. Um, Fry Guys. That was dope. That was 
the blanket that went with that, that's what you lay in the floor for your Saturday morning cartoons. That's what that's what happened there. And then I used to slide under the bunk bed like <laughs> I don't like I was fixing a car, you know how you slide under <laughs> the car like you're fixing some shit. I used to do that, but I wasn't fixing anything. Weird kid. Um, it was like the um, the grease lightning uh, portion of Grease One. Alright, pay me no attention. Forget I said that. Um, because of the dream that I had when I was little. Now, we already um, heard the Marcus Houston uh, transforming in the imitation crab meat uh, story. <laughs> that was an authentic dream. Now, this time, I don't know the backstory or anything. This is what I know, and this is why this is the scariest dream I ever had in my life. So, I was doing something, I was in a fight, and I was like in a superhero fight, right? This is crazy. I was in a superhero fight, and I had some kind of powers, but it didn't matter, because the bad guy had better powers. So, what happened was, he grabbed my arm, right? And he pulled it, and it was like stretchy, like Mr. Fantastic Plastic Man arm, and it just kept going, and it like it didn't hurt, but it was just like, oh shit, my arm is like uh, a mile long, and he was about to go with the finish and blow, but I woke up, right? Now, what I didn't know is while I was asleep, I was laying on my arm, you know, awkward. And it went to sleep. <laughs> so when I woke up, I was like, oh man, what a dream. And then I was like, I gotta use the restroom. And when I got up, my arm was asleep, so it was dead, you know, no blood circulation. And when I got up, I couldn't feel it. And it felt like it was stretched and <laughs> extra long. And I looked and I was moving it and tapping it, and I didn't feel anything. And I was just, listen, <laughs> if I was a screamer, I would have screamed. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was swinging in around, I was looking all dead. And then eventually I got the feeling back and I realized what happened. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's the scariest dream that I had. Anyway, that's not what today's show is about. Today we're going to talk about uh, wrestling. We're going to talk about 90s wrestling, 80s wrestling a little bit, but it's all WCW, uh, Nitro, and... and, and and the Hulk Hogan's and Stings and NWO stuff. So I'm going to have Keith Hope Jr. on the joint, and we're going to pop it off with the pop-off. So without further ado, please, someone, hit my theme music. Only, yeah, only yeah. you, you will what, understand, what? understand and appreciate what's about to happen. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes down to my people's representing me. Eclectic relaxation. Now this goes down to my people's representing Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. E. You conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. Allow to introduce myself. You want the man. Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You say I'm not the E, you wanna make it burn. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. When I step up in the place, they know I step correct. Girls, rub on your titties. Got the head not shit that make you break your neck. E. Look good, but fuck ugly. 
my attitude is all fucked up in real city. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. So you can understand E The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster player Hardcore motherfucker living today To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick Yeah, I'm one of the few people that enjoy uh, NWA and WCW over the WWF See, here's the thing When you're young, it's all WWF everything even WWWF. <laughs> but they had the characters for the kids. They were on TV more. It was a staple on the Saturday mornings after the cartoons went off. And then they had the Saturday night main events came on after uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, the pay-per-views, shouts to Closed Circuit TV. It was, you know, later that I discovered the NWA, not the group. Uh, WCW on uh, TBS like the WWF was for kids and WCW was the grown up wrestling like my grandmother and grandfather and my father they were on that WCW like WWF had Hulk Hogan and everybody had a damn mascot you know Coco Beware with a bird and Jake the Snake and British Bulldog with the dumbass Matilda <laughs> You know, I'm surprised they ain't come up with like the water bug. But everybody had a gimmick. And the NWA, off top, it just had people come to the ring to fight. Like, <laughs> all they wanted to do was hurt people and get the belt. <laughs> a lot of times, the WWF, 90% of them didn't even want the belt or had a shot because it was like, look, Hulk Hogan gonna have the belt for seven years and you're only gonna see him wrestle twice. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, now, 1995 WWF had Monday Night Raw, you know, the flagship show, which was running unopposed, but it was also taped. Now comes the fun. WCW came with Nitro, a live show that went head to head with it. Six years, they went at it. Now, since Raw was taped, <laughs> the guys on Nitro will come out and tell you uh, the Raw results and say don't change the channel so you know they'd be like okay you're watching us live um on that other show that was taped last week uh uh mr perfect and macho man lost so no need to turn watch what we're doing uh, the first episode uh that they did was in the mall america which was crazy because you actually uh, a wrestling match a wrestling show done in the mall i guess it was like in the food court somewhere it was crazy though because you see everybody standing and you know leaning over the rails and everything that was that was it was dope uh lex luger showed up out of the blue which was crazy because he was a wwf wrestler and crazier because he wrestled on the pay-per-view the night before <laughs> so you know he just showed up and people didn't know what was going on they had the atmosphere of you had to turn on the show because you had no idea what would happen. You, on Nitro, it was like anything is possible. They did uh, they did a lot to distance themselves from the competition. At the that the cruiserweights, uh, shouts to Ultimo Dragon and Psychosis and 
Billy Kidman and Hoovy Juice. <laughs> the smaller guys couldn't get shine nowhere else. So that was dope. Uh, the show was the show was so hot. They eventually went to three hours weekly, and nobody cared. Nobody was like, "It's too much." They was like, "Bet." Uh, Lex Lucas showed up. Uh, Medusa, who was the WWF Women's Champion, she showed up on Nitro with the you know the other guys' belts, the WWF belt, and threw it in the trash. That was big, you know. People were like, damn, it's it's going down. Um, in my in my opinion, Nitro had the better commentary, even though people hate Tony Schiavone. But you know, Bobby Heenan made you know he made it better. I even like Mark Mark Madden. Anyway, back to the main thing uh, can happen thing on Nitro. It, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showed up. People lost their minds. Uh, the NWO changed wrestling forever. They eventually uh, ran into the ground, but you know, for a couple of years, the NWO Silver and Black and Red and Black uh, Wolfpack, uh, shouts to the Click Nation, uh, had people turning in every week, wondering who was going to join, who was going to turn, uh, what will happen next, will Rey Mysterio get thrown like a dart again? Hey. <laughs> like, Every week, you wanted to see who'd put on an NWO t-shirt. Like, people that didn't watch wrestling knew about the NWO. Because people were talking about it. You would see the t-shirts all the way, you know, from here to Banger, Maine. Um, you know, it was legitimate water cooler talk. You know, people would be like, yo, did you see nitro you think such and such is going to join the nwo i can't believe this happened i mean nobody talked about wrestling the next day like that you know um so they they had a whole tease with diamond dallas page that went on for months uh <laughs> they even had storylines for 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 women which was almost unheard of they had nitro girls the dancers just for the show it was <laughs> just like uh, the Laker girls or the Dallas Cowboys, but just for wrestling. I was like, okay, welcome to the show. Here's a dance routine by the Nitro Girls. Shout outs to Che. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and they had uh, Nitro Girl Beef. <laughs> a bigger carriage uh, Nitro Girl. Um, but, you know, like a lot of cool things happen on Nitro. Rick Rude, he showed up on Raw and Nitro on the same night because <laughs> Raw was taped. So he taped it like a couple of days before and showed up on Nitro Live. And so, you know, same night. Uh, Ultimate Warrior showed up, went crazy because they had a fake Ultimate Warrior. It was a whole lawsuit. That <laughs> happened. Uh, when Flair came back, Rick Flair came back and joined the Four Horsemen and went extra hard on Eric Bischoff. Um, the Goldberg streak. Now listen, say what you want. But Nitro had the NWO, and that was crazy. And then they came with Goldberg out of nowhere. Look, as dope as Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Degeneration X, you know, as dope as they were in the Attitude Era, nothing, period, in wrestling was bigger than the NWO and Goldberg. Like... People would, like I said, would talk about these people the next day, like, yo, Goldberg is 150 and 0, and and it was dope. He never talked. <laughs> like Goldberg came out of the blue 
and nobody disliked him. Like, if you were a good person or a bad person, you was like, hey, Goldberg's the shit. He beat Hogan for the title. Nobody beats Hogan for the title. <laughs> so that was huge. On free TV, no less. Um, now, Bret Hart knocked him out. He had a steel plate under his shirt, and Goldberg went to, like, tackle him, and he got knocked out. Because <laughs> that was the only way you could stop, dude. But Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career, so, you know, <laughs> got even. Shout-outs to uh, Foot of Fury. Now... <laughs> There were a lot of bad things on Nitro. You had uh, Misfits in Action, who had very, very bad, um, how you say, uh, ring names. They were they were awful uh, nicknames. Um, I believe one was a huge erection or general general erection. <laughs> um, uh, a woman called uh, Major Guns. Uh, Booker T was called uh, G.I. Bro, which was, listen, I don't, yeah, uh, so <laughs> G.I. Bro, huge G-rection, uh, major stash, because he had a mustache, I don't know, uh, Corporal Cajun, because the guy was from New Orleans, um, I don't know, but uh, so that that didn't go so go so swell. Uh, three count. They tried to uh, capitalize on boy boy bands being big, so they had a boy band wrestling tag team trio. The song was catchy though, right? Uh, shouts to Evan Courageous, the Yeti. Yeti was like a seven foot six mummy. That hatched out of ice. Yeah. Um, Sting and Robocop. Robocop uh, costume was falling apart when he was walking. That was bad. Uh, Oz, the Kevin Nash gimmick. Uh, the Kiss Demon. The No Limit Soldiers versus the West Texas Rednecks. <laughs> Master P and Silk the Shocker showed up on Nitro and signed and they were rapping and it was it was you can't unsee or unhear it unfortunately um the whole blood runs cold mortal Kombat wrestlers uh they had a, a scorpion uh sub-zero and a shokan and a reptile <laughs> wrath mortis uh glacier and somebody else i don't know rigatoni i don't know uh <laughs> david arquette um, he won the title. They had a whole movie tie-in, uh, the Finger Poke of Doom, and <laughs> yo, know, the Finger Poke of Doom, and the promo that Russo did on Hulk Hogan was ridiculous. Like, let me tell you, people, what happened out here in this ring tonight? All day long, I'm playing politics with Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan tonight wants to play his creative control card. And to Hulk Hogan, that meant that tonight in the middle of this ring, when he knew it was bullshit, he beats Jeff Jarrett. Well, guess what? Hogan got his wish. 
Hogan got his belt and he went to hell home. And I promise everybody or else I'll go in the goddamn grave. You will never see that piece of shit again. Yo, it was grown folks wrestling. Anything can happen on there. It, it, and they had almost, it seemed like no control. And while on Nitro, uh, while not on Nitro actually, you can never forget or unsee the Shockmaster. Anyway, since uh, WWF just did Raw, you know, Raw 1000, I figured why not do a WCW 1000 or a Nitro 1000. They should have had that many shows. Uh, the worst thing ever was uh, selling at the fence. Never made sense to me. Uh, anyway, Keith Hope Jr. from Ringtime Pro Wrestling is going to come through. And we're going to talk WCW, NWA, uh, Nitro, the good, the bad, and the fish off. After this. Welcome back to the show. Uh, it's the EDP. It's the Collective Discussion Podcast. I'm sure you already know that. Uh, at this time, I'd like to introduce my guest. It's a, it's a walking almanac of wrestling. It's Mr. Ringtime Pro Wrestling. It's uh, the future WWE Raw GM. Uh, a Vicky Guerrero spin coach. <laughs> He's the owner of Vintage Plush George Animal Steel Mind Dolls. Uh, the second coming of K Hope. It's Keith Hope Jr. Okay, welcome to the show, sir. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. No doubt. I had to have you on the show. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your show uh, that you can hear on Blog Talk Radio. We'll get to the. the plugging of that uh, shortly, but um, I, I watched the the Raw 1000 show uh, against my will, <laughs> I watched it, and uh, during the show I was thinking, you know, um, I've always been a WCW fan and a Nitro fan, and you know, I'm thinking, they should have had a Nitro 1000, they should have, if they would have kept it going, if Vince wouldn't have bastardized the whole situation, should have just let Shane run it. We would have had a Nitro 1000, and it would have been light years 
better than the, the Raw 1000. So, figured I'll do a podcast on it. And so, we got to talk about uh, WCW, NWA, uh, WCW Nitro. We're probably not going to touch Thunder. But, <laughs> I figured, you know, I get Mr. Wrestling, Mr. Wrestling 1 and 2. <laughs> on the show, and, and, and we talk about it. No doubt. So, to start it off, what are your favorite, some of your favorite wrestlers from the NWA, or, you know, or just the regular WCW 90s era? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, you gotta love Sting. I mean, he, he is that the franchise from that time. Um, I dug Iron Anderson. Yeah. I, I kind of like him more than Flair. I don't know why. That's impossible. Maybe all right, this is the shortest uh, show in ADP history. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for coming out. God bless you. Good night. But don't get me wrong. Like I, I dug Flair. Flair was like the first bad guy that I really rooted for. I mean, he did stuff that I don't even think they'd do on TV today. I mean, he gave Ricky Morton the training ball. I mean, <laughs> so. Um, I like Steamboat. I like how they use Steamboat. You know, he was a primetime player that he went just a mid Carter. Yeah, he wasn't just a character. <laughs> right. And um, I like the Great Moody, just to go back a little bit. Great Moody. Shout out to the uh, Apple, Sour Apple Now Laters. <laughs> yeah, he was good at giving you that miss. Yeah. Yeah, those were, those were the days, you know. It's thing, I always said that WWF was for, you know, the younger generation. And WCW was like, or NWA was grown folk wrestling. Like, they didn't really play around with too much story. It was just like, we're just going to go out and fight and try to get the belt. Yeah, I mean, they would go for like 45 minutes. You know, like, if you got a 30-minute match today, you think like, oh, that's pretty good. They'd go 45 minutes or an hour with no problem. Right. It'll be like, we're telling the show, there's three matches, and then the show's gone on. It's like, well, yeah. Um, What about tag teams? Um, Now, this is one place that they definitely had over at WWF was the tag team. Steiners, Doom, with masks, without masks, Doom, Harlem Heat, Um, if you want to go newer, the Outsiders, Mm -hmm. if you want to go old school, the Skyscrapers. Skyscrapers, yes. <laughs> so they, um, they definitely, I mean, that's just some, like the Hollywood Blondes. Definitely. I thought this was cool. Uh, the, the Minnesota Work Wrecking Crew. Crew? Yeah. Yeah. And they had, uh, both Expresses. Yeah. Midnight and Rock and Roll, yes. That, that feud is probably one of the better feuds in wrestling, period. Those days, and then you know, of course, you had the free bird rules, you had four horsemen, um, varsity club. Yeah, there was a lot of three man tag teams floating around. Yeah, and they, they got them off, uh, they got them off real good. We, we didn't care, we just wanted to see some wrestling. They had so much that they had two sets of belts you could be the United States tag team champions, you could be the real tag team champions. Yeah. And I mean, and they had enough people to, you know, make both uh, sets of belts credible. Right. Yeah. Now, as far as the rivalries, now this is this is what I liked about WCW. You know, especially 
even you know the NWA era, but even the Nitro era. And Nitro, oh, and shouts to uh, Chronic on the tag team. <laughs> Chronic and um, and um, who was the um, and the and Blood Blood runs cold. It was Glacier and Mortis or Rat. I think it was Mortis, right? Yeah. 100%. Oh, I, I got to add Glacier to another. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, three count. Yeah. Uh, incredible tag teams. <laughs> incredible tag teams. Yeah, don't leave out the ding dongs. No. no. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, rivalries. What were some of your favorite rivalries in the, uh, in, uh, on Nitro? On Nitro, I liked Hogan Flair, but I don't know if that was really a rivalry or more like Flair and Bischoff. Um, I like the Wolfpack versus the NWO Hollywood. So, you know, man, when Sting joined the Wolfpack, that just kind of set that off. Oh, uh, he came out with the red face paint. Yeah. You know, he set him up, came down, had the black and white on, and tore the shirt off. Oh, I mean, that whole, that whole, him turning into Crow Sting and up in the Raptors for like, it seemed like three years. <laughs> you didn't know where he was at, what he was gonna do, and the, the coming down in the middle of the ring every other uh, show, that was that was good TV. Like, the, they, they really took their time with that because the fans was begging for it. Like, okay, when is he coming? When is he gonna get in the ring? When is he gonna? Yeah, I mean, they had, they, they had fake Sting, Everybody thought it was Sting. Uh, what was it, uh, Jeff Farmer? Yeah. Yeah, they had fake Sting for forever. And then he just turned into NWO Sting. Now, that's the other thing. When 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 Nitro popped off, did you watch, like, from the beginning? Did you see the first uh, Mall of America episode? I didn't see it live. I saw it later, like, for the Mall of America episode. Yeah, now that was crazy, especially with uh, Lex Luger coming out, and he was just on the pay-per-view the day before. All right, we're trying to sort all of this out here at the Mall of America on the premiere edition. I don't know what's going on, Hulk Hogan. What are you doing here, Luger? You've got no business in my backyard, Luger. Well, let me tell you why I'm here. I'll make it clear right up front. I'm here for one reason and one reason only. People say that you're the number one wrestler in the world today. You wear that WCW belt around your waist. And you know what? That makes you the only world's heavyweight champion. And I'm here to take that belt. That's why I'm here. You know, they did that. Like, I guess it was no 90-day knock, or maybe that's where it got started. Yeah. That's where it got started because they were they were tired of that. Uh, Vince was losing people. Um, uh, who's that? Rick Rude is the only person that's ever been on Raw and Nitro in the same day. <laughs> he was he was on there the same night because he had taped a promo against somebody on Raw and he showed up on Nitro Live. What's wrong 
with the world of professional wrestling is for Vince McMahon to instruct a referee to ring the bell in order to rob Bret Hart of his title. But on the other hand, what's right in the world of professional wrestling is for Bret Hart to abandon the Titanic and swim to the refuge of the NWO. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they put the kibosh on all of that. Cass was like, who is it, Jeff Jarrett? He had lost to China, and then he was on Nitro the next night. I'm like, oh, yeah. I he was leaving. <laughs> yeah, he lost the, uh, the Intercontinental belt. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Medusa came and threw the belt in the trash. Yeah, that's, like now Vince makes sure he destroy you before you leave. Yeah, no credibility at all. You lose every match for the last two months of your contract. Yeah, that's how we'll watch the show. I'm like, yeah, they're about on their way. I'm surprised the Miz is still there because it seemed like that's what they did to him. Yeah. Now, when the uh, when the invasion started, the the NWO when Scott Hall started to show up, did you did you get in? Me? At the ground uh, floor, that did you see that when it was starting? Yeah, want, I, I, I was watching that when it started. Now, what, what were your what were your, your thoughts? What are your memories? Uh, when that was when that was uh, popping off, because I wasn't as educated about wrestling, like I I kind of bought into the invasion idea that like the WWF was trying to take over. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> you know, I was like 16. I didn't know any better. I just thought, okay, maybe they take they they trying to take over. Uh-huh. Maybe Vince, because it blew my mind when they told me who owned what. You know, I I didn't know. I just thought Vince was an announcer. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're like, nah, you're on the company. But yeah, I thought they was just trying, they was trying to take over. And then when you brought in Kevin Nash, man, I was like, okay, this dude was just a world champion. Right. So I was like, this is, you know, who's next? Was Shawn Michaels coming? Yeah, he was like, damn, Shawn Michaels, Triple H is, is the whole. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nice if the clip came over. They kind of tried to make it seem like that's what was happening. Yeah, I mean, that's when the internet, I think, just, just really started mm-hmm. in the message board. So, yeah, there were a lot of theories out there. And then, you know, the, taking over the sets and, you know, just disrupting every match. You didn't know what they were doing. And then the bash at the beach happened. Hulkamania! Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan's here! Say. And I think that these people here and a lot of other 
other people around the world have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group, you've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. Man, that, that term probably still is the greatest real term in wrestling. It got to be. I mean, that changed wrestling forever. We weren't prepared for that. I mean, I loved it because I'm a lifelong Hulk Hogan hater, you know, because I never liked the good guys. So if he was, if I had to eat my vitamins and say my prayers one more time, it was just going to be a wrap. But when he went, when he turned, that was the greatest thing ever. Then I could, then I could actually like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because it was, that Hogan formula just got on my nerves. Watching it in WWF every week, it was like, okay. All right, if this dude gonna be his friend, that means in about two months he about to turn on. <laughs> he go go try to get the title. You know, the whole good match was the same match every everyone had. But like Flair, Flair could lose but not lose. Right. <laughs> yeah, Flair get his ass beat. You like Flair that dude? I don't care what happens. And still show up with the title. Yep. Next week. Talking like you won the match. Exactly. And no, and nobody, nobody calls him out on it. I mean, nobody really wanted to mess with him on the mic anyway. Right. But yeah, I mean, once that turn happened and and he, and he called it the NWO and you didn't know what was going on, I said um, early in the show, you went week to week and people turned on Nitro just to see who was going to take a t-shirt. Yes. It was like, matches, whatever. I mean, they had good matches, but it was like, who, who's going to, who's turning? Who's going to get a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. I, I never thought I would say this, but the good wrestling match is a little overrated. Yeah. Don't, don't get me too much on the good match. Like, if you can keep me entertained, and you got the, the solid story, I'll roll with it. Mm-hmm. Because Hogan wasn't the greatest well, He was probably one of the worst people in the world. Yeah, I mean, some people have five moves to do. He has like two and a half. So, but if you, you keep me entertained, and just to watch him be healed, because, you know, our whole lives we thought he was just a, baby, a super baby. Yeah, I mean, he was as good as good can be. He was a real American. Like, that was just... Yeah. <laughs> he fought the Russians. He fought the Iranians. Yeah. The Iron Sheik? Yeah. The Iron Sheik and, uh, uh... What was that? Oh, Nikolai Volkov or whatever. Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. And but, so, they come out and, and they're taking over the show and they're spray-painting people and spray-painting the belts and they call it, uh... What was it? NWO Nitro or Monday Night NWO. And, and I mean, it played it up pretty good, though. Like, you really thought they was taking over the show. Like, they was, like, just kicking people out of chairs. Like, nah, we doing commentary now. Y'all need to get on out of here. Right. And, and I mean, and they really did commentary for, like, for the whole show. Until they were done. They're like, all right, we're done. And then they just left. And, um, you know, then, then you had your half of... The people on Nitro rooting against them. You had the people that wanted to 
fight the NWO, but then it was like, we don't know if we can trust you because they'll turn on you. Oh. Yeah, if you got you a clip together, somebody was going to turn on you. <laughs> somebody was turning. And one of the other uh, uh, better parts of that is when Eric Bischoff turned, or, or I guess was revealed to be the mastermind behind it. Yeah, Eric was definitely a, a good slimy character. I like when he was um, challenging Vince to a fight. And even is saying you're not going to be there, the invitation is still open. We'll have security posted around the building at 3 o'clock. Doug Dillinger, our head of security, will be outside and will escort you to your dressing room should you change your mind. Up to you, Vinnie Mac. Hope to see you there. Good night, everybody. I love each and every one of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He won by count out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric was going to use his martial arts expertise. Yeah, uh, shouts to the cat. <laughs> that was his martial arts teacher, right? Yeah. Cat Miller. Oh my god. And, you know, uh, Funkasaurus stole his whole gimmick. Yeah. He ripped it clean off. That's ridiculous. But yeah, when they when they revealed that Eric Bischoff was a part of it, and he started coming out in the leather jacket, and uh, the greatest coming uh, greatest commentator ever, Tony Schiavone, smoke weed every day. <laughs> he was uh, just disgusted with everybody. Oh yeah, everybody feelings was hurt. Like they was just they was just tired of it. Oh, yeah, it was it was nothing they could do about it. Now, as far as the NWO, you have any? Uh, favorite things that they did or memorable moments besides the uh, finger poke of doom yeah that you can't really beat the finger poke of doom <laughs> yeah but um I like the survey says hey yo I'm sure everybody knows by now that it's time to take a little survey Now, there's some rumors that there's trouble in the NWO. But I think we got all that stuff in the bag. So, so let's, let's do your part now. Did you come to see WCW? Everybody in El Paso come to see them. One more for the good guys. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um, just a whole appearance, like they, uh, the, the black and white promos and you know oh yeah I forgot about those uh, <laughs> sponsored <laughs> by the NWO right like they was just um, 
they 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 ran like a rogue second second company. Like, yeah, we go we gonna have matches in the empty arenas. Yeah, they did. And it got so bad they, they gave them their own pay-per-view. Yeah. Was it sold out or yeah, whatever? NWL sold out. <laughs> the, the the too sweet and full life. And uh, of course, uh Ray Mysterio. He dove off. That's Ramus. There's the cruiserweight champion, Ray Mysterio. Oh no! Bang! Head first into the trailer in the back. He threw him like he was a dog. Oh man. Ray here still hurt me. Uh, I love that because I never liked Ray Mysterio. So you know, that that shit was that was crazy. That was that was that was perfect. And um. Uh, so they also had on Nitro the cruiserweights. That's what set them apart from uh, WWF even more. Now, when they, on the, the cruiserweights, who was your favorite? I like Dean. I thought Dean Malenko was hot when he was, you know, because he he was a cruiserweight, but you felt like you know he can handle anything. Uh, Jericho. Uh, that's Jer- when he was Lionheart. Yeah, the man of a thousand and four holes. Malenko, you claim to be the man of a thousand holes. But I counted, and you know about 60, but I know 1,004, and I wrote them all down. Here we go. Hold one, arm drag. Hold two, arm bar. Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handled family gradunzel. Why does he just mail us this list and we'll announce it? Arm bar. He's just ranting. Number five, the Saskatchewan. Spinning nerve hole. This must be meathead microphone night. You think so? He's got 998 to go. Get the hook. We're out of here. Shut up. Get a haircut. Number 10, right-handed punch. Number 11, left-handed punch. It. uh, We're back, fans. Hold number 712. Can we, arm bar. can we physically Hold get him out of the ring? I can. Yeah, but you've got to rock. announce. I know you can. Hold number 714. Arm bar. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, shout out to Hoofy Juice. You got to shout out Hoofy Juice. Oh, man. That, oh, man. Wow. You can smell what the juice is cooking. <laughs> the Hoofy Juice, Psychosis, the family killer. Yeah, that he was one of my favorites from that era too. It just that's just you know we can't you can't really mention him in wrestling too much. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like saying the Candyman three times. You don't, you don't want to you don't want to talk about talk about dude like that. But he had, I mean, he put in work. Him and uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And um, and then uh, they had the Chris Benoit and uh, woman Kevin Sullivan thing and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, who knew that that, like, a storyline could turn into real life? Yeah, and the thing was, uh, Kevin Sullivan made him do all that stuff on prayer. He made him be out in public, and he said they had to do all of that, and it backfired on him. <laughs> yeah, check into hotel rooms, and, like, don't... But, you know, WCW was like that. They lived storylines. Well, that's what made them so good. It was like... No, this is what we're really doing. Like, the horsemen really jumped on private planes and went to Vegas the night before the show. <laughs> and had women and was gambling and then showed up at the show. Right, yeah. When Flair's in the ring talking that talk, it's like, nah, yeah, that's that's what we just did. 
Like, no, we really did shut the club down last night. <laughs> Matter of fact, I haven't been asleep yet. <laughs> All right, we, we, we have WCW wrestlers, uh, Nitro wrestlers, and we, we had some good ones. We had some really good ones. Um, but who are some of the overrated wrestlers of the Nitro area, era? I'm going to give you, um, the Nitro era is pretty easy. Uh, Bret Hart. Oh, no. He just, his, his time, if you take away his WWF time, Bret really didn't do nothing for WCW. Um, I thought Jeff Jarrett was a little overrated. Jeff Jarrett stays overrated. I mean, like, how did he kept getting a, a belt or shots at the belt? Yeah. It was just ridiculous. He shouldn't even been in the NWO. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the worst incarnations of the NWO. Definitely. And I mean, that's that's putting it down with the the Thunder version of the NWO with Stevie Ray over <laughs> the charge. Oh, the B, the, the B team. That's just how deep they was, though. They had a B team and a, you know, a regular team. The, yeah, then they had the uh, LWO. Yeah. The LWO, then the Wolf Pack. Yeah, that, that B team. I shout out to uh, Horace Hogan. <laughs> Perhaps Horace ain't showed up a team, Hey, man, if he, I, I don't know if I could take that, man. I, I, I love TNA, but I don't know if I could take. I don't know if I could take uh, Horace Hogan in that joint. Hey, he got the, he got the Nasty Boys a job for a little bit. Yeah, he did. I'm, su I'm surprised Brutus haven't shown up. Yeah, yeah. Brutus always found his way around. Yeah, he he always uh, what was he the disciple? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, and uh, Zodiac and the Booty Man. <laughs> that guy was something special. Yeah. But um, who else I thought was overrated? I thought Six was overrated. Yeah, he was. I think he was. At th that was that point where he was past his prime. Like, well, I don't say past his prime. Like, like his last excellent match was that Bret Hart match on Raw. Mm -hmm. But after that, you know, I liked the best X Pac later, but not. Yeah, Six was because it's funny because when you hear him talk about it. They said he added the wrestling credibility of a guy who could give a good match. And I'm like, I don't remember him having good matches no. in the NWO. He did the Bronco Buster, and that was about it. Yeah. He, he, he was no, he was no Scott Norton. No. <laughs> you know who I liked in the, um, I liked um, uh, Buff Bagwell. Yes. Him and him and Steiner were hilarious in the interview. I'm buffed and I'm the stuff and the girls can't get enough. Yeah, man. <laughs> when he was with the uh, the American males. Yeah. Scotty Riggs. But, oh, and we forgot um, NWO Japan as well. <laughs> yeah, with Great Mood and, and, the, and the crew. It was NWO everywhere. They were extra deep. Yeah, they, they, took, they took over wrestling for a while. Because you wanted to see what was next. Like you said, you wanted to see who, who was going to be next. Who was joining. Yeah, they had the whole thing with Diamond Dallas Page went on for like months. Because yeah. he was the one that was fighting on behalf of WCW. <laughs> Is he going to join? Is he not going to join? 
they made changes start during that era though. Like I, I, before that, you could have never told me, yeah, DDP gonna be a star. He gonna be a main event. Yeah, back when uh, Kim was the Diamond Doll. Yeah. Yeah, we would. Imagine the Freebirds. Nah. Yeah, we wouldn't have never. <laughs> they really did. They they turned nothing into something there. After that, he on Jay Leno. Got matches with Carl Malone and Rodman. Right. And uh, halfway starring in the movie. <laughs> right. They right. had a movie. Yeah, they had a, <laughs> had a movie. Like, they were doing stuff. WWF, they were so far beyond WWF. It's like, we're going to do a movie, and it's basically centered around our next pay-per-view. We're going to build this structure. We're going to do a movie about it, and then we're going to have a pay-per-view. And even give the star of the movie the belt. Right. <laughs> Just to make it work. Yeah. How about that? Now, the thing was, um, David Arquette didn't want the belt. He's, he told him, he's like, um, I don't I don't want to be the champion because, be you know, the crowd is not going to really like a non-wrestler with the belt. And they was like, nah, nah, do it. And, well, we know what happened after that. But, but yeah, they was like, we're going to do a movie. I mean, and it was... Uh, in the theaters, go see it for real movie. Right. <laughs> it was a look in the papers and see how the numbers was <laughs> movie. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. kind of thought they would still be, like, it's funny. They had it all, man. They had the TV because the dude who owned the company owned the network. Right. <laughs> he could literally say, you know what? about to put on the show real quick just whatever's on right now just turn it off we're gonna we're gonna run the show he um would say look cause like Raw man Raw needs to get preempted for dumb stuff like hey uh US Open coming on tonight right so we ain't gonna have no Raw oh and the uh Westminster Dog Show oh yeah the Westminster Dog Show definitely would cut Raw out and it was just like too bad and not to mention the fact that in the early days it was Tate so, uh, mankind won the won the title. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of backfired, and they did that every week. Like they made it seem like you know, like now when they talk about it, they talk about it like Shivani just did it that one time. Like no, nah, man, they did that every week. Yeah, they did that the first episode. <laughs> they, 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 they said, uh, "Welcome, there's a brand new show called Monday Nitro," and Doink just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try to make it seem like, oh, he did that, and then it backfired, and everybody turned the channel. That was like a year into it. Yeah. That was before the Attitude Era. And that's the other thing. Nitro gave birth to the Attitude Era. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, because before then, it was still fun and games and kid jokes on the wrong. Yeah. Like... I always felt like when I was a younger kid, I felt like WCW was real in WWF. Because, you know, the, the big debate when you found out wrestling was fake and that hit. Mm. I still used to be like, yeah, well, no, I think WCW is real. I mean, like, they bleed and stuff. Right. I mean, it's like, they they real, real ass men. They fight and they don't, uh, they're not coming out to the ring with birds and dogs and snakes. And they just coming out and fighting. And look at Dusty Rose forehead. Right. Like, I think this is real. Or Abdullah the Butcher, man. He's like, he got, you can see the cuts in the photo. Like, right. Man. Yeah. It's like, nah, I think this is, I think this is the real one. And then they just playing. 
Oh. <laughs> but, oh, and remember the, the, the like, uh, WWF will have all the pay-per-views, and WCW will be like, nah, we're just going to put on uh, Starcade. We're just going to be on TV. Right. <laughs> like, man, don't worry about all that pay shit. We're just going to put on uh, Starcade and uh, roll. World War Three. Here, go three rings set up. Go ahead. Yeah, I, it was weird because I didn't know the history of Clash of the Champions. They was like, look, I guess they was mad about this whole Survivor Series incident. So they said, look, we're going to run the first Clash while y'all running WrestleMania, but we run ours free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, back then, pay-per-view was... Yeah. That was a luxury. Yeah, shouts to uh, closed circuit television. Yeah. And that's the thing, you didn't. Uh, if you didn't get it, that was that was a wrap. It wasn't no internet, so it was like, like oh, let me see who won. It was just, uh, I missed it. Yeah, and it was it wasn't no on demand pay per view either, like all this stuff now where you can order it later. No, it was on there. Yeah. <laughs> you had to order it. Within like five or ten minutes, so you just want to go see it. Yeah, period. It wasn't even like, oh man, I'm I'm a little late. It was like too bad. And they would only tell you like who won the main match the next day. It was like if it wasn't for a belt, if it wasn't uh, Hogan, they'd just be like, well, you missed you missed a great show. Yeah, it was cool though. Like now, if you was able to finagle your cable a little bit, and you didn't have a box for stuff. You might be able to scramble the channel a little bit and mm-hmm. hear the pay-per-view. Yeah. But that's really back in the day. But <laughs> yeah, they put the, the Clash on and, I mean, TBS, they, it, was, it was pretty dope how they would just give you pay-per-view quality matches for free. Yeah, I mean, like, middle of the week, like Wednesday night, we were running Clash of Champions. Okay. Yeah. All the belts on the line. Like every belt in the company. <laughs> Three hours. Yeah. And we coming on at six. <laughs> it's not <laughs> even like, you know, pay uh, prime time. Make sure they're like, nah. As soon as uh, everybody get home from work, it, it'll be home. Six oh five if you wanna. Yeah. Six oh five. Six oh five Eastern. Right right after the Braves game. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, um, they ran a Saturday show for two hours, though. I think they were the only ones who was really running like a two-hour show. Yeah, that's how, that's how I found um because I was out of wrestling for a while. And I was flipping through channels on a Saturday. And that's when I saw um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I'm like, well, what are they doing on here? And I just kept watching like oh they about to they tearing up the place and I just kept watching from there and they do like the recap this is what happened but they would do the recap of the regular show and then say alright well here's some brand new matches yeah like and I mean quality matches with quality people yeah it was yeah it it would be like here comes Sting (laughs) it would be like you know we just gonna save him for Monday and like nah here's Sting I like that too, cause like the WWF, they used to make you pay for hope. Oh, like you don't either pay, you might get him on Saturday night's main event. You might see Macho Man at the pay per view, 
WCW yeah. is like, no, Flair will be at TV this week. Yeah. Saturday. He, he, and he going to do a promo. He going to fight. He going to be in an angle. <laughs> he going to sell popcorn. They, don't need, they didn't care. Now, all right. Now, what about underrated wrestlers? The wrestlers that people people slept on when we watched Nitro because see what they do now since Nitro was sold and everything people they try to look back at it like it wasn't it wasn't really shit they just had the NWL that fizzled out and then that was that was a wrap but they had some quality people in there. yeah I mean if you talk about them in the Nitro era and you like say these guys never had a WWF run Eddie Guerrero was definitely going that underrated list because they didn't really I don't know what they were doing with Eddie. <laughs> but he was, I mean, he was still putting on good matches, but you just really didn't, you didn't see him enough. Yeah. Um, I think Jericho could fall under that. Definitely. Um, you know, a lot of those Cruiserweight guys, but yeah, that's probably in the underrated. If we just talking Nitro. Um, well, you could extend it back to NWA. Yeah. Um, early WCW. I'm going to tell you a guy I thought was kind of underrated, even though he was a champion, was Vader. Like, Yeah. Vader was a... He was dominating. Like, he just... I think he could have been a bigger star than what he was. Like, that... He was a definitely the monster heel. I'll tell you, Dustin Rhodes was a little underrated. You know, he had a lot of potential. He had, I mean, when he first came out, it was like, okay, he's the second coming. And then, yeah. He just couldn't talk like his dad. I think that hurt him. Yeah, that hurt him for real. Remember that um, that seven gimmick they gave him on Nitro? Yeah, that uh, it like It looked like powder with a, a cowboy mask on, a cowboy hat on, and he floated to the ring. Now, that intro was crazy. Dusty was trying. Cause I think that's when Dusty had to had the book. He was trying. Yeah, he tried to give him some. Remember when Lance Storm was on there and he won like every belt? Yeah, he won it all like in one night. He, and he put the Canadian symbol on the wall. <laughs> that shit was crazy. That was one of my favorite favorite uh, championship runs. Cause he just he just won a belt. He won the U.S. belt. Then he won the, the, the cruiserweight. <laughs> <laughs> just like and and uh, Booker T had the, the world title and he fought him for that that was when back when um, I think Mike Awesome was the fat chick thriller yeah they, they ruined him too like Mike Awesome from ECW they, they ruined Mike Awesome yeah they, yeah they ruined ruined Mike Awesome like Vince Russo Cause he was a fat chick thriller, and he was something with the Partridge Family or something, and he was something else. Yeah. Vince Russo is the greatest hustler in wrestling. Like, and don't get me wrong, there's people like this in all areas of business, but he made everybody believe he was the the image behind the attitude, or the, the mind behind the attitude there. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, he doesn't really know his stuff. Let's give him the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and the thing that I don't understand is they keep giving them companies so, so they right. did the thing there and on Nitro 
and it wasn't working out. And then they gave the book to somebody else, and then they went back to Russo. And him and Bischoff was beefing. Then 20 years later, you go to TNA, Russo is there with Bischoff. I was like, why? Yeah. TNA finally getting back to being TNA. But that whole first era, I was like, okay, y'all took everybody who kept Baker up, WCW. <laughs> they gave them a cup. Exactly. All right. Now, this, this is the fun part. Well, we could talk about some of the bad, the worst gimmicks <laughs> ever at the WCW, and especially the Nitro. Well, we this has got to be easy. Um, the whole Master T no limit wrestlers. Oh, uh, shout outs to Four by Four and Swole, Big Swole. Yeah, Big Swole. Yeah. That which also led to the West Texas Rednecks. And and the, uh, what didn't they have a music video or, or uh, they did a song or something? Yeah, rap is crap. It's crap. <laughs> I like country music. I love country girls. I like Billy Nelson. And don't forget about Pearl. There's only one thing that I hate, cause it's a bunch of crap. Demon was gonna be big. I thought he was gonna, thought he was gonna uh, set it off. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Glacier. I'm gonna kill it instead. Oh, he was Sub Zero. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it goes without saying, but Shockman. All I have to say is, all I have to say is, our partner is going to shock the world because. He is none other than the Shaq Master! Right. The Shaq Master! <laughs> I told you. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shaq Master. Yeah. <laughs> it goes without saying. Yeah, that's still like... And this was back in the day. It was kind of... Y'all know y'all didn't have to air that, right? Right. <laughs> just started over and retake that. Yeah, that was on uh, Flare for Gold. Or, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this doesn't ever have to be on TV. <laughs> no, they went with it like, yeah. They just got him falling out. The mask rolling off. They're like, oh, it's Tugboat. Yeah. What'd you think about Vampiro? Actually, I thought Vampiro was pretty good. Yeah. I think he got messed up later, but I thought Vampiro, you know, the idea was a good character. He had um, Misfits in Action, uh, Robocop. Yeah, Robocop definitely was a bad gimmick. Uh, coming down, ripping off the, the cage. Right. Like, yeah. And then when he was leaving, half his outfit was coming apart. Right. It was after RoboCop was hot. <laughs> like, I don't think RoboCop was, you know, even in the movie still. Nah, it was way after that. Um, what about Disco Inferno? Disco had potential, but 
he like a lot of the dancing characters in WCW um, didn't really make it. That's one big kid. Alex Wright. <laughs> Remember, um, remember Kevin Nash's eyes, that mask that he wore? Yeah. Well, I can remember, Kevin had a lot of bad gimmicks early on. Yeah, he did. Vinny uh, Higgins. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steel. Yeah. But that, that Oz joint, that was just, that was all kinds of awful. Uh, G.I. Bro. Yeah. I don't think people thought that. Well, you know, wrestling never really cared about being semi-racist. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, G.I. Bro, definitely. Uh, Booker T always finds his way inside. Those kind of gimmicks, though. Yeah, he, he's not the brightest. I mean, I, I, I was, I've was never a, uh, a big fan of this, though. And then, I mean, then he takes the rock bottom. Oh, it's the bookend, is it? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I think he, his title run got started because WCW was kind of in a lawsuit for being kind of racist. Well, yeah, not not billionaire Ted's boys. <laughs> no, impossible. I mean, there wasn't any other black people in there really. It was just them two and uh, that was. That was it for the Nitro era, yeah. That I mean, you had, uh, what was that, Ice Train or some shit? Yeah. Well, well, you know, Vincent came over with Virgil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he ever wrestled. Uh-uh. Um, before that, it was Ron Simmons and Butch Reed that doomed. Yeah. It was nobody. Well, no, I take that back. Two Cold Scorpio had a run. Oh, shout out to two. Yes. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, yeah, it was just Ice Train. Ice Train was around, and you know, and then no, no limit guys. Yeah, uh, I wish they had never came around. And that was, it was kind of bad because I was already tired of no limit music. Right. <laughs> and it was like here they come doing uh, half concerts. <laughs> right. That was that was all kind of terrible. I think Kamala was there for a little bit. Oh, remember the Yeti? Yeah. Yeah, a big giant mommy <laughs> that came out of a block of ice. Uh, the shark. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot Man, of, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of bad things going on there. You know, Sting and RoboCop though. That Sting and RoboCop together. Remember uh, PN News, Rapmaster PN News. News. Yeah. They did not care. And like, look, we just gonna we just gonna go hard and, and see what see what sticks. Yeah. And some of it worked, but most of it didn't. Especially towards the end, man. It just it got bad. Sort of. Uh, the the what was it? The Millionaire Club. Yeah, with uh Hogan and uh, Sting and all the the older cats versus the new blood. <laughs> Which I think that's how the company really was at some point. Like, look, all the old heads, like, yeah, we're not giving up the stock spotlight. It, it's not happening. Nah, and they, I mean, they had, they had some people. Remember, uh, um, what was my man's name? Uh, Mike Sanders. Yeah. The above average. <laughs> 
And um, he was in that joint, The Wall, Mark Jindrak, uh, Billy Kidman, Chris Candido. The New Blood was, they were, they were killing it. Now, WC, WCW and Nitro did give us some really good stuff, though. They yeah. gave us the Nitro. Yeah, and I, I like the Nitro girls. Like, look, we're not going to pretend that they're going to wrestle or nothing like that. Just bring them out, let them do what they're going to do. Now, they did end up with a, uh, they did have their, their angle. Uh, and after Kimberly left, they had heel Nitro girls and face Nitro <laughs> It was battling to see who was going to be the, the leader of the Nitro girl. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Nitro had the greatest launch of any character ever. That's Goldberg. Like, as far yeah. as a build-up and take-off, I think you should stay the Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. And that was the thing. You know, Nitro had the, the NWO, and so that was killing it. And then, just slowly but surely, you know, on the weekends, on the Saturday show, they just had this guy come out and just beat somebody's ass. And then the next week, just somebody beat, just beat ass. He wouldn't even show up on uh, on Nitro for like a month. He just beat people's ass on Saturday. And then by the time he showed up on Nitro, it was like, yeah, this guy's lost. And he just come in, beat. And the, the dope thing about it was he never talked. No, nah, he just whooped the ass and left. Yeah, they try to stop him. He just, he just keep walking. I mean, and they, and then everybody was just going crazy over the street. Like I think when he beat Raven for the U.S. title, I think that's what put him over the top. Mm-hmm. And then you know it was a flock rules match or something like that, and all the flock got involved. <laughs> and he ran through him. <laughs> That Goldberg joint. I mean, and he was. They were basically trying to compare him to Stone Cold because they were both white and bald. Yeah, but were totally different. <laughs> yeah, they had nothing. That was the only thing that they had in common. But they wanted, like that, at that time in that era, at that point, if Vince and Ted Turner could have sat down and worked something out for an invasion angle or something. That, that would have changed dressing for they, They'd have been printing money. Oh, yeah. They would have had Goldberg versus Stone Cold at in their prime. Yeah. And what, did, and what if Goldberg was um, 173 and 0? <laughs> 173 and 0. And the only reason why he lost is because he got tased. Right. He he beat Hogan on free TV. Like they WWE didn't care about the pay per view. Yeah, he beat Hogan on free TV clean. Yeah, for the title. Yeah, you're right. They, you you're not getting that on uh on, on, on Vince's channels. No. They like also oh, I'm about to put Rock versus Cena for the title on uh Raw at at the top of the nine o'clock hour. Nah, <laughs> Yeah, like they, they didn't even announce it like a week before they announced it like a few days. So like, I think yeah. it was on the Saturday show. Like, yeah. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> uh, after this uh, Vampiro uh, uh, Lodi match. <laughs> by the way, we're going to have Goldberg versus uh, Hogan. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, remember when Bret Hart knocked him out with the steel plate? 
said <laughs> earlier though, uh, Goldberg got the last laugh because he basically ended Bret Hart's career. So yeah, he pretty much ended Bret Hart because that dude is not the same anymore. Yeah, that that foot was something serious. Yeah, I, I didn't know getting kicked in the head was going to be like that. Yeah, just, I mean, we thought the power driver was named. Remember the uh, Jersey Triad? Yeah, it was a uh, Bam Bam. Uh, DDP and Chris Kenyon. Kenyon was an innovator, man. Like, he literally went to the ring and made up moves. Yeah, and he had moves that we haven't seen since. Like, I'm sitting here like, okay, he gonna suplex him, and then he would, like, turn it and twist it. Like, I ain't never seen that. Yeah. If he didn't look, look so stupid and talk with that list, he would have been big. Yeah, I can't believe Vince couldn't figure out a way to work him. Yeah, I mean, I would have had him on just to teach everybody. Right. He, he did his best work when he was Mortis, when he had the mask on. WCW definitely had, you know, dope people with the mask. Oh, but look, let's take a break, and we'll, we'll talk about some more of this stuff. Um, but we know what's next. Perfect. So that's what we're going to get popping up. Now in my younger days I used to score a shag When I went to school I carried lunch in the bag Was forever for my teacher Cause I knew I'd get a kiss Always got mad when the class was dismissed But when it was a session After the festival announcement has been paid for by the New World Order The demise of the WCW <laughs> First day Easy. We're not here for a stinking reason, man. We got a boss with us. Ted DiBiase. This is the boss. Ted DiBiase has more money than Ted Turner. He makes Ted Turner look like a popper. Hey, this is his belt. We've already established who we are. I'm the world's champion, not the WCW world's champion. We've already established how powerful we are. Sure, we hit and we split. I'll be the man. We've taken on our best and there it is. Well, you guys back me up. We got your belt. New World Order, World Heavyweight Championship belt. It's the rule of the street, right? You tag it, it's up. Hey, what about our fifth guy? I warned everybody, he did such a great job. Nobody believed, number one, who the fifth guy was when they saw him. I said, next week he's coming. The NWO has shaken the WCW to its foundation. The rattle. Whether you like it or you don't like it. The NWO's here to stay! I've learned to love it! It wasn't like it was a big surprise. Change is inevitable. You don't like that. You can stick. They want us so bad. They have agreed to this match. The question is, just how bad do you want the NWO? You know, this just didn't happen, man. They don't even know who they're going to face. Ted DiBiase, the master plan. It's been around for a long time. I've done this before, man. I stuck it to him. Right in the back. Feels good, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> doesn't it Don't feel you good? think they would have saw it? I mean, we're just now unloading on it, you know? It's a battle plan. You go in and you create confusion and chaos. They want us in that cage. Well, what do we get? First of all, our own segment on their show. We don't pay for time. Then. We want our own uh, tag team tournament. NWO. We have our own segment. We highlight our talent. We beat you. You pay the bill. Hey, you know what I think? Ah. From now on, 
I'm going to turn it like this, because it's NWO for life. <laughs> the preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's the EDP. We're talking WCW Nitro. It's the Nitro 1000, the WCW 1000 show. I'm here with, with uh, Keith Hope at K Hope Jr. on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Ringtime Pro Wrestling. Blog Talk Radio. Um, now, come point show where we get, get some random questions out the way. And uh, we hit the fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Time for the fifth. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Question number one. Attitude Era Raw or WCW NWO Nitro? Which is better? NWO Nitro because you, you want to know what was going to happen next. I agree. I agree. So, would you compare WCW? Nah, not not WCW, but um, NW or the DX? Yeah, I thought the, I thought they were a little different. Like, I necessarily think the NWO was cool. I just like you know they were dominant. DX was more like they was cool, like they was young and hip. And you know they so, but I I more like would have worn NWO T-shirt than a DX T-shirt. That was one of the things about, you know, Nitro. They sold so many NWO t-shirts. And then they repackaged them. They had the black and white ones. Then they made some red and black ones. And then they made the silver and black. The same shirt. But they sold so many of them. Yeah, you still see them in the arenas today. Yeah, people love those joints. Um... Question number two. Who's the best wrestler with a mask and the best wrestler with face paint? Best wrestler with face paint would probably be Sting. Ultimate Warrior's pissed right now. (laughs) Best with a mask. I'm going to go off the beaten path here and say Jushin Liger. Oh, shit. All right. I like that. I like that. You know, uh, could have went Black Scorpion. Shout out to Rick Flair. <laughs> We're only Anderson voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know he doesn't have a, 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 a good track record with voice uh, work. Shock <laughs> uh, Okay. Question number three. Favorite wrestling video game? Um... Does that have to be WCW or no? Nah, no, nah, wrestling period. Okay, um, I think it was for the Super Nintendo uh, Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and they actually had the Royal Rumble, which was weird because you could like, I, I never could win it with the wrestler I started with. <laughs> like I'd win it with like probably the third dude that I, I picked up, but yeah, that was. And they actually had like a pretty good amount of people in the ring at one time, and then you know that was when you got the expansion joint. So if you had a bunch of people over at the crib, uh-huh. you can uh, go ahead and plug in, you know, four or five people. 
trying to play. And remember the uh, original Survivor Series where you had the teams and the teams had names. And yeah. You would go, oh. like, oh. talking about it and hyping it up, and the team would just wrestle together all the time. Like the Hen family. And... Yeah. And that, like, yeah, or the, the Dungeon of Doom or whatever. And, <laughs> and now it's just like, yeah, it's the Survivor Series. It's going to be a whole bunch. It's basically the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's a bunch of individual matches with one Survivor Series match. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is not what I was used to, but that's fine. Yeah, the first joint had tag teams. Like, it was like 20 tag teams out there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, you know, well, whatever. It's, like, it's just like the dunk contest. They call it the dunk contest, but it's not what we grew up watching. No. All right. Question number four. Question number four, we're gonna play F Mary Kill. Okay. So one you gotta F, one you gotta marry, one you gotta kill. Alright, we're gonna go <laughs> Scary Sherry. Luna <laughs> or Nicole Bass. <laughs> Yeah, hook it up. I know you want to you want to bang and marry all, all um, three, but you gotta you gotta choose. Okay, I'm gonna F. This is hard. <laughs> uh, F Luna. Wow, with the half uh, shaved head, huh? Yeah. Um, she's a little crazy, so I can I can deal with that. Okay. Um, Mary Scary Sherry. Oh, uh, Nicole, no. We gotta we got we gotta kill Nicole. I, I think she might be. So. That's gonna be a tough kill too. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna take a lot of work. Yeah, she ain't gonna go down easy. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Um, question number five. You know, since we're we're talking wrestling, we'll keep this we'll keep the whole fifth uh, wrestling themed. So. Uh, Question number five will also have wrestling. So, <laughs> question number five. You're familiar with the uh, the move, the Bronco Buster, right? Yes. Uh, for those you playing at home, uh, it's usually a, uh, a person, a wrestler, is in the corner, uh, sitting down, it's on the on the mat, um, and it's, you know he's sitting up. And the other wrestler comes and runs and goes crotch first up into the person's face and gyrates or bounces up and down or whatever they do. This is this is a Bronco Buster. Uh, as uh, Stevie Ray would say, face full of stuff. <laughs> now, uh, this question involves that. Now, you have to take a Bronco Buster. A butt naked Bronco <laughs> Buster. From one of these two wrestlers. Now, I'm not uh, a cruel individual, so I'm not going to make them male wrestlers. Because that would just be crass. <laughs> so, so, you have to take a butt, Bucky butt naked Bronco Buster from one of these two women 
Awesome Kong. <laughs> or Mae Young. <laughs> Sir, which one this is difficult. Which one are you um, receiving a face full of stuff <laughs> I think I could deal with the fat better than I could deal with the, the wrinkle and the old, so I'm gonna go with Awesome Kong. Okay, now look, if you go Awesome Kong, you might get stuck in there. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, that's a lot of weight to support. You know, May might be kind of light. And I don't know if she can, you know, but I think I'll stick with Awesome Kong. <laughs> this big suction sound is like, oh shit, where'd he it go? It's look like she's. You look like a breech baby. <laughs> some, oh, some reverse uh, birthage. Uh, Alright. Um, at this point in the show, breech baby. At this point in the show, I like to give my guests opportunity to plug or uh, give shout outs or say how great my show is. Um, whatever that you want to say, um, I'll give you the floor. And at this point, I'm going to do that. The floor is yours, sir. Yeah, um, well, I do think your show is great. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I'm really honored to be on. You know, you interviewed some, some of my favorite people in the podcast world. So it's, it's cool to be on the EDP. Um, we are Ringtime Pro Wrestling. Uh, check us out at ringtimeprowrestling.com. Uh, we're on Blog Talk Radio every week. This week we're going to do it twice. Um, and I guess that's about it. Um, and your, your Twitter? Oh, my Twitter is at K H O L T J R. Based my name, K Hope Media. Uh, as you said earlier, I'm the second coming of K Hope. Yeah, second coming. Yeah. So. And, yeah, everybody follow him. Um, well, uh, I, I thank you for coming on the show, and um, and also Kong thanks you. <laughs> yeah, if she listens to this show, she might be calling. Yeah, it might go down. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Kate Hope Jr. talking uh, WCW and NWA and Nitro and Bronco Busters and, <laughs> and, and everything of the like. Uh, check him out at uh, Ringtime Pro Wrestling. Check him out on Blog Talk Radio. And check him out on Twitter at KHopeJR. Um, 
you know, also shout outs to uh, Brian Moore, Free Moore 54 uh, from the last show on NES. Uh, got a lot of good feedback on that. Check him out um, on the OT if you haven't listened to that yet. Um, you should because you're listening to this. So I'm pretty sure you celebrate the entire Eclectic Discussion Podcast catalog. Um, what have we learned today? Well, uh, we learned, um, Hogan is a piece of shit, according to Vince Russo. Uh, boy bands don't belong in wrestling, uh, regardless if you can or cannot get them, uh, out of your heart. Uh, don't sleep on your arm, uh, make it go to sleep, you'll wake up, uh, terrified. Uh, also, don't get into superhero fights either, uh, whether in your dream or real life. Uh, we learned that fat Bronco Busters are better than wrinkled Bronco Busters. <laughs> um, uh, we learned not to turn your back on the wolf pack. Something about a body bag. Um, we learned a face full of stuff can be good and it can be bad. Uh, we learned a whole bunch of stuff. Now, uh, this point in the show is where I do my top five. Uh, everyone's favorite segment. I'm eventually going to kill this. But today's top five is top five granny snacks. <laughs> what these are are the top five things that your grandmother always had to snack on when you went over to your, to her house. Now, this is not when she cooked something good or she baked you some some cookies we're talking about the stuff that was always laying around and was only or predominantly uh found at the granny house (laughs) so number five raisins your grandmother always had a little red box of (laughs) of the sun-made raisins i don't know why uh, I guess they, we liken them to prunes, and I associate grandmothers with prunes. But uh, she would always have those to snack on. No bueno. Um, <laughs> number four, those butter cookies. You know, they come in the tin and had the little paper doilies, and they, have, they always had that one that looked like a pretzel, and it has that hard-ass uh, crunchy teeth. <laughs> Um, sugar sprinkled on them those awful terrible butter cookies and that one that just looked like a brick um yeah <laughs> you would always have a fresh tin of those fuck cookies <laughs> for you to for you to uh lose all your baby teeth on um number three the butterscotch candies you know, you'd be at church and she'll, she'll smuggle you <laughs> some butterscotch candy. Or they'd just be in a candy dish and in, in the front of a room or wherever the hell. They'd be stuck to the bottom of a purse, the butterscotch candies. Nobody else had butterscotch candies. you just your grandmother. They, you can't even find them in the store. Um, number two. Now, see if you can remember these. Number two is those god-awful coconut chew candies the ones that was like tricolor had like a pink and a white and a black or i guess it's chocolate i don't know a layer it looked like a big neapolitan sandwich of nothing uh but they were coconut i don't know i never ate them it was never gonna touch them it looked stupid i didn't want them they smelled funny 
but <laughs> it looked like um, a cross section of Neapolitan ice cream with dandruff. <laughs> so those were awful, and those number two because I really, really, really only saw those at people's grandmother's house. And <laughs> number one, uh, granny snack, granny candy, granny chew. I think for uh, if I have any Asian listeners and your grandmother's name is really uh, Granny Chu, I apologize if you're offended. Uh, what the hell's going on? Um, the number one Granny snack, Granny candy, the strawberry candy. Now you know the strawberry candy with the wrapper that looks like or supposed to look like a strawberry. It's red, has the green and little speckles on it, and you only saw those at your grandmother's house, the strawberry candy. They were delicious. Those are the only ones on the list. Butterscotch was cool, but the, those are the only ones on the list that I would actually clamor for, the strawberry candies. So that's the list. If your grandmother, great-grandmother, um, had some better snacks, you know, hit up eclecticrelaxation.com on, on the show uh, site and let me know about it or tweet it to me at eclectic and uh, we can politic about the granny snacks. <laughs> Speaking of eclecticrelaxation.com, that's the website by the way, there's uh, some new posts. We have, um, listen, I love women. So there's about four or five posts totally dedicated to the women of the London 2012 games. And if you're watching the Olympics, I mean, I don't know what you watch for. I watch for uh, legs, arms, abs, backs, and pretty faces. Oh, and the competition. But um, there's a Lauren Franco. She's incredible. Um, we got posts for the women around the world, swimming, gymnastics, track and field, volleyball, and soccer. So please, if you get a chance, eclecticrelaxation.com for those. Of course, the NES show. Um, that you've already heard. Um, also on eclecticrelaxation.com, Horatio Magellan, The Crunch Files. I put just about every flavor of Captain Crunch that's ever come out on a post with a little bit of commentary. Um, people didn't know that there was a such thing as Fruit Punch, Captain Crunch. So I had to let the world know. I had to let the people know I do it for the people. Um, also, going along with the uh, serial theme, serial sism. And what serial sism is, serial mascots and what I think is really going on and what was going on back in the day. I'll uh, give you a brief uh, preview. Uh, Post Super Sugar Bear was a pimp. He had bitches and <laughs> he was too fucking cool. Oh, and the Trix Bunny was on LSD. So if you get a chance, check out that. Uh, check out eclecticrelaxation.com. There's a lot of stuff on there. And um, it's never dated. It's always fresh. It's always funky fresh. Um, the poll that is on there as of press time is what is the better cereal? Frosted Flakes, Trix, Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, or Honey Nut Cheerios? So, by all means, go on the website and give it a vote. We'll see what's going on, uh, what's going on there. Um, as of recording, uh, Honey Nut Cheerios is winning. Who knew? So, um, 
iTunes reviews. We do have an iTunes review. So I can't possibly uh, read my iTunes review without some iTunes review reading music. Ah, there we go. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, this particular review comes from Cortigon. That's the man. Um, follow him on uh, Twitter uh, at C-O-R-D-I-C-O-N. Um, he writes very simply, you and guests over fresh beats is genius. <laughs> Love it, man. Keep awesome. Hey, simple and sweet. I love it. Thank you for listening, and I appreciate it. I'm going to try to keep keeping on with the keep on. Um, let's not stop. Let's keep the uh, let's let's keep the the review reading music for uh, more show feedback on eclecticrelaxation.com. Uh, this particular um, batch of feedback is for EDP19, the NES show, and it comes from Mr. Howie Decker. He says, uh, great gallery of game covers. This is in regards to the show notes page. This is the most beautiful pod notes page yet. Uh, listening now. Um, and yes, none of us ever played Duck Hunt when we got together with friends. That was like solitaire for NES. Uh, he says his new NES ice hockey team name is the Medium Jerks. <laughs> As a callback to what I call those whack uh, middle uh, kids on the ice hockey. He said I use, I use those guys, gotta have balance. Um, he goes on to write that Twitter is down, <laughs> so I'm getting all of his thoughts on the website. Clothespins. Uh, they were always laying around the house. What do kids use these days to rig up and fix things temporarily? Or make tents? The downfall of the fort. Um, bases loaded too. Fendi curses you, Brian. That's a shot to, to Brian Moore. Um, he said he kept stats on note paper too, uh, but for bases loaded one. In fact, he found them recently and he made baseball cards of players on his team as well. That's dedication. Um, he laughs at me bringing up Jay Corduroy calling the NES helpline again, and he says that's one of his favorite EDP stories. <laughs> and lastly, Tacho, the torch designer, has to join Pork Chop Sideburns and not Aaron Neville and the Shark to Come Pit on the Mount Rushmore of pod characters. Uh, Shouts to Tacho. Tacho Suzuki, I believe his full name is, that uh, does all the torches on 50 Health Games. Um, I have uh, more show feedback for our EDP 19, the NES show, from CT Jamaican on eclecticrelaxation.com. He says, uh, this episode brought back good and bad memories. I remember blowing in the cartridges to get them to work. Also, we used to have a Q-tip and rubbing alcohol on deck if that didn't work. My bad memory involves the power glove. This kid, Abdullah, that lived nearby that I went to school with traded me the power glove for a game, can't remember which one, then promptly moved away. I remember the commercials and that movie, The Wizard, had me thinking it was the greatest invention ever. It was the biggest piece of crap ever, <laughs> even worse than the Virtual Boy. I walked around with the power glove in my backpack 
for a week hoping to see Abdullah so I could punch him in the face with it. 20 plus years later, I'd probably still punch him in the face. Thanks for another great episode. Uh, thank you for listening, and really thank you for the uh, feedback on the website. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. Um, people that actually reads the uh, show notes and, and visits. Um, also, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the sexy time uh, reading music going for fan mail. Um, the show email is podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com so please send an email at any time um, I received an email from none other but Howie Decker um, I'm going to have to get him on the show very soon and by soon I mean very soon the guy's great um, he says just wanted to take a moment to let you know that your show is super look at me I look forward to it every week and it never disappoints. <laughs> well, you haven't heard this one yet. <laughs> to express how big of an EDP fan I am, I made this list of things that I like the EDP better than. So, this is his list. This is the Howard Decker underscore fire black uh, lion list of the things that he likes the EDP better than. <clears throat> Chili Cheese Fritos, <laughs> Minivans, Every U.S. President Except Howard Taft, <laughs> Unseasoned Curly Fries, Gogurt, Kathy Ireland, The Country Ireland, The Dark Knight Rises. He says he doesn't have to make giant leaps for my show to make sense. Touche. Uh, Star Trek. U2, Cadbury Eggs, Books on Tape, Pringles, he says he can't fit his big meat paw in the can, uh, pun intended, The Legend of Zelda, Weightlifters, The Goonies, The Autobot Sideswipe, The Baconator, Burn Notice, Two of the three Jonas Brothers and Steak. Wow. Um, he goes on to say, keep up the good work, the fifth rules, with love, Howard the Deck. You know, that is probably the greatest piece of fan mail I've ever received. Um, people, if you're listening, don't worry about trying to top it, but do uh, send an email to uh, podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com and I'll read it on air. Um, if you comment on the website, I'll read it on the air. And if you uh, leave an iTunes review, I'll leave it on the air. Um, or read it on the air. The show is available on iTunes, obviously. You can stream it live on eclecticrelaxation.com and it is also available on Stitcher Radio. So, um, if you listen to it on Stitcher, hit the thumbs up, hit the tweet button, let everybody know you're listening, share it with your friends, put it on Facebook, put it on MySpace, put it on College Club, put it on uh, uh, GeoCities, put it, put it, put it on uh, a Ritz, <laughs> just uh, uh, spread the word. Um, the show is on Facebook, just search Eclectic Discussion uh, Podcast, it'll pop up. Um, same thing with Google Plus, um, obviously on Twitter at podcast EDP. Um, so, um, by all means, 
hit me up all all over the place. Let me know what you like to hear, what you think of the show, what you hate about the show, who you would like to hear on the show, uh, any particular topics. Um, there's still the listener survey on the website. Check it out. Um, anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. I've been talking for a, a, a while. Um, uh, I think that that's, that's enough for uh, the, the, the last segment. Uh, the next show will be here before you know it. Um, I know what it's going to be about. Um, and you'll just have to uh, download or stream to find out. But trust me, it'll be um, just as good as this one, for better or for worse. If you have not heard all of the episodes, please go go back. Start at uh, episode EDP 01, the Mary J. Blige, Kill R&B. The answer is yes. And, and, and make your way up to now. The shows aren't um, are dated, so I'm not talking about any current events. So you don't have to feel like, ah, I'm listening to an old show. They're all, they're all pristine and perfect style. Um, so, yeah, the site, Stitcher, iTunes. In the meantime, in between time, Devin. Appreciation. Yes. Appreciation. Pussy, I can't be a lover. <laughs>